Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time she won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again... You tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you loved out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. It's another sunny day. Uh, it's like 30 degrees Celsius right now, so it's pretty warm. So that is 70? I guess. It's warm. We'll just go with that. That sounds good. Oh, that must be nice. Do you get a nice breeze where you're at? Not really, no. It's actually 86 Aww. Fahrenheit. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty warm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Here it's 90, and I think it's like 80% humidity or something. Mm. And right but it's now, actually, it's been nicer. They're going hmm? to do the fireworks today, so it's going to get really busy quickly here. So Fireworks? Yeah. Why it's, are they doing fireworks? It's like... <laughs> Is it a this, holiday there? It's this, this thing called, like, Celebration of Light. So it's like all these countries basically put on, like, a fireworks show. So, like, China oh. does one, and Canada does one, U.S. does one, and then... It's a competition, so whoever has like the better one gets like rated, and then they, excuse me, win. Uh, so yeah, it's sort of like a comp. It's like a fireworks competition, basically. But then, of course, the the upside is that you just get to watch a lot of really cool fireworks because it's a competition. They they go all out. They make it really cool. So and people judge it by watching it on TV or no? There's like actual judges there, but then people just go really and watch, watch the fireworks. Yeah, like it's an actual profet like it's it's a it's as close to you get as professional fireworks gets, which I guess that's a good episode title. Huh. Week, professional fireworks. Yeah, probably say the same for most of these emails. They're real professional <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> we have some really good ones. We yeah. always have good ones, but yeah. There was a there was a lot of good ones. I had to really pick and choose this week. There was one that I was like I really wanted to answer, but then I also just thought like this gets less into like dating advice and more to like other areas that are like more legal and stuff. So I omitted it. But the ones we have, I think, are really good and very. Like, we do kind of have a legal question. I don't know if, if the person sending in realized it was a legal question. But we do have kind of a legal issue. Yeah. We can talk about. Yeah. I'm going to take a guess of which one we'll get there and we'll figure it out. If, if yeah. I'm right. And neither one of us are attorneys. Yeah. So I'll true. just say that too. Well, I am like, you know, in the mornings between like four and six, but that's it. After that, I don't. You're like know. a Clark Kent, Superman kind of attorney. Yeah. Like you just kind of like change. Yeah. I was joking, by the way, the listeners, because yeah, this podcast <laughs> is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Just FYI. For just that was a nice segue. I like that. Just in case you job. forgot. Thank you. All right, let's answer some emails here. Uh, remember, you can always email us at mailbag at com, or you can always go to stephaniesarkis.com and uh, contact us through her page there. Which uh, John did. Yeah, that's what actually reminded me. That. I'm like, yeah, because John did. Uh, yep. John says, nerd. So I live in Texas and was born and raised on a ranch. Loved it immensely. Met a woman in Austin, and she was a real beauty. Uh, she says that, or he says that as if like, she's not beautiful anymore, which I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. But anyways, no, that's a transitory verb. That's <laughs> like, she was Sorry, a, being a grammar beauty. nerd. She was <laughs> no, a real be beauty, but you know, one little downhill the last couple of weeks. Like, so there's transitory verbs. So that means mm. she was, she was a real beauty matter and she can still be a real beauty. Mm, okay. So I just want to imagine she's not beautiful anymore. Like she went real downhill in two weeks fast. See, I'm going to defend John because he sent it to my website. So I'm just bugging you, John. It's a, uh, it's a transitory verb, John. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Kurt just doesn't know. It's all right. But uh, John says, yeah, we've done long distance now for six months, and in her opinion, it's time to move in. I'm a little scared of only because all of her friends are hipsters and shit like that. I dress more cowboy-like. Should I consider changing my wardrobe before I move or just hope I'm not made fun of, John? John, the first thing I noticed is that, in her opinion, it's time to move in. How do you feel about moving in? I mean, clothing aside, it sounds like maybe you're not ready to move in. And if if it's been long distance, sometimes it helps if you guys have been around each other for a longer period of time for you move in. So, and also, I'm assuming that you've seen each other with clothes on, so and you've worn your regular clothes. So, and she's been okay with it, right? So, um, my feeling is if you 
wear what you're used to wearing. And Austin, my experience with Austin is everybody wears all sorts of different styles. So everything goes. So um, if she made fun of you for that or her friends treated you differently, it's probably just not somebody you want to be with. So well, I also I don't think. Oh, go ahead. I feel like this is a lot of John just speculating that like he'll be made fun of for it. But like, yeah, I don't think he would actually be made fun of. But I can see where maybe there's some question of like, well, do I maybe change my style a little bit moving into a bigger city? And yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's like, it, I think anybody, whether you're moving into a big city or not, it's always like worth your your time to maybe like reevaluate like what sh what am i wearing can i be doing like slightly better with this like and that just that doesn't just go for what you're you're wearing in particular john but that's like for everybody like sometimes you gotta just think like hey maybe i can dress it up a little bit put a little bit of an effort into how, what i wear so that you know the person that i'm with feels very confident and happy with uh the look of their partner um so i think maybe that's where that reservation is coming from is maybe he just doesn't feel like he's there yet and I mean, you can still dress like you do, just maybe like tune it up a little bit. So it's maybe like a little slightly more modern, a little slightly more hip, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I was going to say you could still use your base clothing and then just change it up a little bit. It also depends on what your budget is, too, for clothes. I, I think mean, you might want to change it up little by little. And I think we've said before, but like H&M is great for like, because mm -hmm. like they really, you can find stuff there that fits like most budgets, like. I actually went to H&M the other day and I got like a hundred dollars worth of stuff and it was, it's probably going to last me like months. So, um, you should have be a sponsor. Maybe. I don't know. I, you get, I think it was even, I was even saying then too, like you can get some stuff off of Amazon now too. So, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you're like, talking about you get your polo shirts on Amazon, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I always like these clothing questions. They're kind of my favorite because it's like, I feel like everybody kind of maybe, wears clothes a certain way and like i get the feeling like people feel like they have to change what they wear and john you've kind of like illustrated that like you feel like you have to change what you wear but you don't have to change it like a radical amount like it's not like you have to go from wearing cowboy clothes to wearing like leggings and uh dress or something like i don't know i'm just using like a really bad example but like you know what i mean like you don't have to change what you're wearing drastically just like change it up a little bit like go to a store and maybe look at like what kind of clothes they have that fit your style. And almost assuredly you'll find something that maybe is in the middle ground of like something that's maybe a little slightly spruced up from what you normally wear and something that's still entirely your own style. So it's all possible. So, yep. I, I'd be curious more about whether you're ready to move in. I think that's a bigger question. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is too, to keep in mind is like, it's uh you know moving in with somebody can be a lot of work but it can also be a, a real pleasant experience too um i think in a lot of ways too like it's a it, it can be very relieving to have a partner who is there for you who can sort of help you out in a lot of different ways so um it can be really relieving but it can be a lot of stress too and i think you got to just to make sure that you're, you know, addressing this stress but also enjoying the parts of it that make things a little bit easier in life so. Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think your experiences may vary based on who you're living with and who you are and if you're compatible. And that's why I think it's it's if you've been in a long distance relationship and that's how you've known each other and you haven't really been in the same area together for an extended period of time, whatever time period that may be, uh, it's I think it's a little bit better to to be around each other closely for a period of time before moving in 
instead of doing just long distance moving. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I think you have a greater chance of success if you spent more oh, than so, just a few weeks here and there. So you're going with like, they haven't like spent like physical time together much at all. We've done long distance now for six months and her opinion is time to move in. So maybe, uh, so what I'm getting and John, this may be wrong is that you've been long distance only maybe. Cause I, I would think that if you guys were, well, dating to... in close proximity you guys she would already know what you dress like well i would think too because they're both in texas right she's in austin and he's in he doesn't say where but he's in texas so i'd imagine that they probably have at least met up quite a few times texas is big true but like i would find it really hard to imagine that they they haven't at least like maybe spend a couple weekends together or something like that right so like, she's so so you've already you've probably already met her friends then john or or I, did, were they nice to you when you met them? And did she ever say anything? Did your girlfriend say anything about your clothing? And I mean, that's probably your biggest indication. I mean, that, I'm guessing again that you guys have worn clothes around each other. So I think that yeah. she, that, I mean, did you already feel like she didn't approve of what you're wearing? And if that's the case, then I reassess whether this is something you want to pursue. But I think just the way you phrase that is like in, in my, in her opinion, it's time to move in. That, that sounds like, I feel like if you were totally on board with it, you would have just said that we're long distance for six months and we're moving in together. Yeah. As always, I feel like we're missing a lot of information and it's easy to just go, well, then we're missing this. So let's go on this path. But I don't know. I want to remember. Yeah, so we'll work with it. Yeah. So. so I feel like, yeah, you know, I, like in terms of like addressing your question about the wardrobe, I would say, yeah, like it's always worth it to reevaluate what you're wearing and maybe try to spruce it up a little bit again taking out the context of you're moving in with your girlfriend potentially and all this other stuff like i'm taking that all out of the equation and treating it just for what it is which is you're wanting basically style advice and style advice is spruce it up a little bit it's never a bad thing again regardless of your situation you might even be entering dating for the first time it's still not a bad thing to do and i think it's good every once in a while just to reassess your wardrobe do a little closet edit see what what doesn't fit you what you wear a lot what you've never worn mm-hmm. and get rid of stuff or i also like the idea of if you get one new thing in clothing get rid of something yeah it's always so good you don't too. get too loaded with stuff yeah so always kind of review make sure everything's fitting okay and if you have a lot of clothes that maybe you just find yourself going back to and because they say that a lot of people like just keep clothes and just don't get new clothes because they don't cycle all their old their old clothes you can take them to like consignment shops and places that will like resell them or, uh, or even donate it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I actually recently did that myself. I, I, oh. <laughs> that's, that's it's there's a storm coming. So he's expressing uh, his displeasure at the storm. Gotcha. So, so I recently he's also that. endorsing your comment. Yeah, there we go. And yeah. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I did that recently. It was very relieving to get rid of a lot of clothes because it's like, the clothes that I wasn't wearing and it was just taking up closet space and now I can go fill it with new clothes. And it's a very mm-hmm. happy, exciting feeling. So, right. Yeah. It feels good to kind of get that cleaned out. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff. It's amazing how much stuff that you have in your closet that you just don't wear. Yeah. It's clutter. And the thing with clutter mm-hmm. is clutter can be draining on us both physically and mentally. So, and, yeah, and I wrote about that in one of my ADHD books, yeah. uh, visual clutter. Yep. And also barking clutter. Yep. I'm experiencing barking clutter right now. <laughs> All right. Do you want to read Darren's email? Sure. <laughs> he's he's going to have to go in the other room in a second. Um, 
Yeah, I'm 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 recording the solo tonight, so it's me and the two dogs. So uh, nerds, I've been on two dates with this girl. She's attractive and funny, but but she tells me a lot about how she rejected a lot of men in the past. I feel weird talking about her exes like this. Can I mention this in a way that doesn't cause me to come across as jealous? Darren, I think it's perfectly okay to say, hey, um, next time she brings it up, can we change the subject? I just feel uncomfortable talking about our exes. You don't have to even say your exes. You could just say, I just feel uncomfortable talking about that. Uh, and I, we don't really know why she's doing it. It could be she feels insecure about something. It could be that, that she's building up a defense. It doesn't really factor in the equation because that's not really why we're here is to figure out why. But again, I think it's I think it's totally okay to say, hey, let's just not talk about that or change the topic. So mm. what do you think? I think that if she didn't feel comfortable around you, she would not be bringing these up. Because, mm. you know, to bring up this information, like, you know, you would have to feel some level of comfort and um, confidence with somebody to bring that up. So... Uh, I would treat it like a positive. Like if she wants to discuss these things with you, then that probably means that she is comfortable enough around you to share with you these, this information. I would probably be more concerned if she didn't bring it up because that means that she doesn't feel comfortable sharing parts of her past and history with you. And that would be more of a red flag, at least in my eyes than anything. Is it a little bit much? Maybe, but who knows? Maybe she's actually just been on a bunch of really bad dates and maybe you're one of the first good dates she's had in a while and it's just a relief for her. So I don't know. I would say like if it continues on, like this is only two dates. It's still, I mean, I would say two dates is still like a relatively healthy amount of time to still be kind of bringing these things up. If you're dating for like weeks, if not months and it's still being brought up, then yeah, it's unhealthy at that point. But I don't know, like I, I th this comes across to me as like somebody who's maybe just found relief to be able to share this information with somebody else. So I don't know, just, I would recommend just go with it and see where it goes. And if it continues, then yeah, maybe bring it up, but that's all, uh, you know, based on your comfort level and what you're comfortable with. So it's going to be one of those ones that we're going to kind of differ on this a little bit. I guess the part that stuck out to me is that she tells me a lot about how she rejected a lot of men in the past. Now, that could just be like she's talking about her past relationships and maybe she was the person that ended the relationship first. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the part that kind of stuck out to me. Now, again, it could be that she's just telling you about her past relationships. And like you said, it's just she feels comfortable opening up. But if there's a focus on her rejecting people and it's particularly a, a focused part of the conversation, then that would concern me and I would bring it up. And you're just not comfortable with it. So I, and I think that, you know, this is the second date. Yeah. That's good to talk about. I think that, yeah, you've been married before or yeah, you just got a relationship and it just didn't work out. But to get into detail about, you say a lot of men, a lot of men differs on the person, what you think a lot is. Um, but you know, there's a point where it's a little too much. And I think if you're uncomfortable talking about something, I think it's, it's your prerogative to say, Hey, can we talk about something else? And, and then it's up to her to decide if that's something that she wants to pursue or not, if you don't want to talk about that. But, but I think it's important to bring it up if it bothers you, hmm. especially if, again, there's a focus on rejection. Again, she may not be meaning to do that, but if she is clearly saying, Hey, you know, this is what I did to this guy and kind of doing it in a joking manner, that's obviously not appropriate. And you probably should say something. It's all just kind of different on that one. Yeah. Uh, Craigslist nerds, I've been trying online dating and I don't drive. I usually Uber or take transit to the date. 
Lately, though, I've been getting a lot of comments on my lack of driving as a negative. This hasn't been an issue in other areas of my life, but my mom says I should get my license. Should I? Do you think it'll make a difference, Craig? Um, Craig, if you live in a big city, it doesn't always make sense to have a car and to pay for parking and insurance. So, I mean, and that if that's the case, Uber and transit is usually the way to go. But if you're, it sounds like you know, this hasn't been an issue except with dating. But if your mom says that you should get your license, and let's say your mom's been providing some of your transportation, then I would kind of do it for her, not the dates. But maybe she'd like to see you get your license. And it's good to have it, even if you don't use it. Like if you have a zombie apocalypse and you see a car and you know how to drive it, then you have a quick getaway. I just watched Zombie Land over again the other mm -hmm. day, so you can tell. But um, it's just important to, I think, just I think it's a it's a way for you to also have some more independence, and it's just a good skill to have to drive. So um, if you have fears about that, that's completely normal, and it'd be good to talk to someone about that. Uh, but again, if you're living in a big city, it kind of doesn't make sense. But your mom's saying that you should get it. So, hey, do it for your mom. Then you guys can go out to dinner afterwards once you get your license. So, what do you think? I also, I think this is one we're, we're going to disagree on. Okay. Uh, if only because I feel like, Craig, maybe you're feeling pressure to put yourself into this. But the thing to... Re keep in mind with a vehicle is that it is a financial commitment too. I mean, on top of purchasing a vehicle, you have gas and maintenance and insurance. And I don't know your financial situation, obviously, because I mean, there's no way we would know that in an email, but I would evaluate first and foremost, if you're actually able to financially support yourself in a vehicle, uh, I would imagine at least partially the reason that you're using Uber and transit is partially due to the fact that maybe just the financial situation doesn't support a vehicle. Uh, and to have people pressure you into getting a vehicle is one thing, but they're not probably thinking of what is this going to impact on what's this impact going to be on on Craig's budget. It's, you know, Craig will be able to come see me. Craig will be able to come and do this for me or do this with me. And it's it's great to think of these things, but it doesn't really take into account that this is a pretty financial, pretty big financial commitment. And um, I've, I've both seen and heard of countless situations of people getting that pressure and committing to getting a car and then only to, you know, for one reason or another, find out that their insurance is out of their budget and they can't afford insurance or, you know, they can't be making car payments and then the car payments lapse. And again, this is some of these are really extreme circumstances, but it can happen. And I would say first and foremost, evaluate whether you, again, financially can support a car. Uh, a nice middle ground would be if maybe you get your license, but maybe you work with like a ride sharing program. Uh, depending on your city, there may be ride sharing programs where you can share a car. You would still need your license, but a lot of these ride sharing programs will essentially charge you per minute and you basically get like usage of the vehicle, the insurance, etc. Um, I would think that might be a better middle ground for a situation like this, where it's still good to have a license. Again, zombie apocalypse, maybe not a bad idea, but I don't know about like getting a car and all that. Like that, that may be a little bit outside your financial situation. And we should always be keeping these things in mind before we make a pretty big decision like that. I was thinking it more from the point of maybe they doesn't get a car insurance, but that maybe it's that whoever he dates wants to go on a road trip and she'd like him to drive part of the way, which I think is reasonable. Or your mom wants you to be able to go run and do an errand for her. 
Um, and it just takes a little bit longer if you take Uber or transit. So that's where I was coming from and not necessarily buying a car and getting insurance. So that's, yeah. Cause but, but I get what you're com- where you're coming from. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, you, I mean, you do need to take that into consideration, but I was thinking more that is maybe going to help his mom out more than anything. Yeah. And I mean, maybe the mom's willing to chip in. That might be part of it as well. Like, you know, maybe if it is a, a case of finances, maybe you need a little help. Maybe mom might be willing to help. Again, I don't know that situation or how close you are with your mom, Craig. But um, again, it's these. It's just you know, whenever you're doing something like this, you don't want to fall for that peer pressure of someone being like, "Hey, do this because it'll make my life easier." Yes, maybe it might. Maybe it might make things more fun or whatever. But you know, if you're stressing out because you can't make car payments, you can't pay insurance. I mean. Again, with, with a lot of these things that, you know, emails that come in, it's like, well, it's probably not a something that you have to keep in mind, but a car is a different story. That is a pretty big financial commitment, partic- or possibly for some people, right? Like for other people, like they can go out and go buy a car if they need to. It's not a big deal, but everyone's finances are different. And I think it's always good to just sit down and research what the cost of a vehicle would be. But um, yeah, I think like what you said, like being able to drive if somebody's on a road trip or something. But the thing is, if, if somebody's bringing this up on a date, that to me says like, the fact that maybe he doesn't own a car is maybe more more the issue for them than than mm-hmm. anything else because like that, reading the email that's what i took away it was that they probably mm-hmm. are just like oh you don't have a car you don't drive so even if he did drive like maybe they might not still be impressed even if he doesn't have a car so yeah, i think well i think what's more what pointed out more to me was that mom is wondering mom is encouraging me to get his license and that tells me when mom is encouraging you that to me is a little different than when people are dating i'm glad you threw in that that part of it craig because that tells me that you know maybe maybe mom has been providing some of your transportation she's she's ready for you to go out and do some stuff for her yeah Uh, i'm not saying you don't already but uh and it may be that that's really important to her Mm. and so i would consider it more from the mom perspective rather than the dating perspective yeah and the thing keep in mind too is like i don't i feel like it's kind of a weird thing to be like hung up on like oh you're not going to want to date this person because they don't have a car or don't have a license like that's something that could be rectified over time too like you know maybe you start dating but maybe like in your the back of your mind you're like well it'd be really great if my partner could eventually learn to drive like that's not something that you probably need to like address right away on a first date like oh you don't drive well that sucks like that's that's kind of part of what like irks me about this too is like these people seem to really want him to immediately get a get a license to get a car and it's like well could that not like be maybe a concern but maybe something that you can maybe wait on you don't have to get addressed right away i don't know it just seems really rude to just be like oh well you don't drive well i don't want to talk to you like really well and again yeah i mean for the for that to be brought up on a date yeah that is curious and a little concerning mom bringing it up that's a different thing and maybe the mom's yeah. just bringing it up because maybe she maybe just... it is time yeah that's the thing again lack of information we're probably we're just making assumptions and you know what happens when we assume so yep so oh that was that was a n- noise what was that i don't know it might be on my end somewhere i think so let's see okay okay uh, do you want to read Kenny's email? Sure. Kenny says, Nurse, at my work, we get paid every two weeks. For the most part, this works out to two paychecks a month. But in July, it ended up being three a month for some reason. 
Now I live with my girlfriend and we have a set system for paying bills. We split the cost of rent in half. I pay for half the bills and she pays for the other half. Now with all this said, I've had the same desktop since 2011 or so. NVIDIA, is that correct? NVIDIA? NVIDIA, yeah. You, NVIDIA, oh, I got it right, yes. NVIDIA recently released some new graphics cards and I was already saving up for a new computer. So I use a third paycheck as a means to pay for the rest of the computer. Well, I went and picked up the parts and started assembling. My girlfriend comes home and sees this. I could tell she wasn't pleased, but at the time I figured it was because I didn't make dinner. I said I would, so I ordered in. She then makes a Facebook post with such the privacy so that I can't see it. A friend screencapped it and sent it to me about how financially responsible I am and how I'm failing to fulfill my end of the bargain. I go with her to this and it blows up. She says I'm irresponsible with money and that she thinks I'm irresponsible for spending money like this. Which bothered me as I rarely have ever made purchases like this and she knew I was saving for a new computer. I asked for examples of my financial irresponsibility and I, as I'm always very cautious with these things, so she then goes to the bedroom and slams the door. What a mess. What am I to do? I could return the computer, but I feel like I'm not the unreasonable one here. Kenny, Kenny, if you are splitting the bills 50 50 and you don't owe her any money. Yeah. I don't think you're the unreasonable one. Um, the fact that she posted something on Facebook, that's kind of, that that's a violation of privacy and pretty passive aggressive and it doesn't really solve anything. And you address that breach with her and then she got mad at you, which tells me that, that, you did the right thing by addressing it. Now, we don't know how you addressed it, So, but if it was a reasonable, hey, my friend told me about this and what's up with this, and then she got upset with you for bringing it up, that's not a real conducive way to have a relationship and a conversation about when somebody does something that's upsetting to you. Um, you know, I, I mentioned in Gaslighting, uh, my book, that when you bring up something to someone that bothers you and they react by flying off the handle when you've made a pretty reasonable request, um, that's a sign that this might not be working out well because you need to be able to have a relationship where you can bring up an issue like, you know, again, posting on Facebook where you can't see and everyone else can where she badmouths you. That's a, that's different than her calling up his, her girlfriends or, or guy friend and venting. That's different because that's between them and people vent. But to put it on a public forum like that, you could say, yeah, Facebook is in public. But as you can see, you can take a screenshot and send it to somebody. Uh, instead of addressing it with you, that's that to me is a breach of kind of the confidentiality, the trust you have in a relationship. So I, I would be really wondering about whether this relationship is salvageable. Uh, again, if you don't owe any money and, and you're, it sounds like you're into computers because you know about NVIDIA and, and video cards are expensive and you've worked and it's your money. You guys are not married. You're not combining your, your bills. Yeah. I don't think you're the unreasonable one. What do you think, Kurt? Get out of there. Just go. And there, there you go. <laughs> That's my answer. Summed up. <laughs> yeah. TLDR, get out of there. Why are you even asking us? This is not a healthy relationship. This is not healthy at all. I mean, first off, you're keeping your financial commitment, so you did nothing wrong. Secondly, she's the one that goes and posts this and hides it from you. That's very manipulative behavior. Definitely a very bright red flag there. Uh, and then when you brought it up, she handled it very immaturely. So yeah, I would say, you know what, take your new computer, take whatever else you have and just leave, just move on. And there you go. There's no salvaging this. I mean, the, this is very much like I can, sometimes you can tell that maybe there was a mistake made and maybe somebody intended something else. No, that she intended to be like this and it's not healthy. Um, 
Yeah. And let's even look at it from the perspective of, okay, let's say even that he hasn't, he hasn't paid a bill or something that still doesn't, Which? that still doesn't justify going on Facebook and, and doing a private post and bad mouthing somebody. Yeah. You go to that person and go, Hey, I'm a little concerned. You know, you short it on rent and you know, you, you've got a third paycheck. Cause you know, every once in a while you get three paychecks a month and you bought a computer, but you know, we're still like 500 short on rent. That would be an appropriate way to handle it. Not go on Facebook and say, Hey everybody, this person's totally financially responsible. I mean, you kind of owe it to your partner. Not you kind of, you do owe it to your partner to have a, a discussion about that mm-hmm. instead of airing it. And again, venting to your friends is a little bit different because if you're doing it on phone or on, on in person, sometimes it helps us kind of hash out solutions, but Posting on Facebook, that's another level of, of it's a violation of the kind of trust your relationship. So anyways, and there's on. some gaslighting stuff going on here too, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's read, uh, I guess I'm reading Hector's email here. Nerds. Yep. Back in May of last year, my friend and his then wife announced that they were getting divorced. The chief reason was that she wanted to have children and he got a vasectomy without telling her. So after their divorce, her and I get a bit friendly and eventually start sleeping together. Then May of this year, she ghosts me. I found out she's pregnant. I know it's mine just due to timing. Then her and my friend get back together and she's telling everyone that the baby is his. I know it's her body, but... This is really affecting me. I have a strongly worded email I'm close to sending, but my or sending to my friends, but my coworker recommended by or I guess he means this podcast, and I promise to keep my cool until I hear your take on this, Hector. Hector, um, get an attorney and establish paternity. Oh. It could be your baby. It could not. I mean, I know you say he's got a vasectomy. It could all thing someone else. Also, but... the fact that she ghosted him tells me that she was probably seeing other people too i mean you say that right you say that you know she was seen or she was only seeing you and you know that but do you really know that i mean this is somebody that um very much on the hush hush was seeing you do you not maybe think that that kind of person would also maybe go and also see other people I mean, not to say that that's necessarily the case, but there's no way. Like, there's a lot of things here that are facts, but her, you knowing that the child is yours is not a fact. Like, you might, that's an assumption. Again, did he actually get an vasectomy? Was she actually just seeing you or was she seeing other people? Like, there's a lot going on here. Um, And I wouldn't maybe go with an attorney first. I would maybe go talk to her first and maybe clear up some things. Cause she would obviously know the answers. Um, go talk to her first, because I mean, if you go to a lawyer, I mean, that's going to get costly and you might be able to resolve this just by talking to her, but. Well, I was going to address that too, that there are several pro bono services um, and there are pro bono attorneys that will meet you about paternity issues. Uh, so take a look at that in your area. Pro bono means that they don't charge you. So take a look at that. Um, there are low cost to no cost legal services available. Um, and I say go to an attorney and again, neither Kurt nor I are, are legal people. Uh, but I think that you need to protect your rights here. And I, if you contact her, anything that's said between you can be part of a court record. So, and brought up later. So I would just go ahead and talk to the attorney first. And again, you can find low to no cost services. Just go online and look up pro bono P R O space B O N O legal services, paternity, Google that in your area. 
um, and talk with someone to see, you know, what's the best course of action. Do they recommend that you talk to someone to the person first, or do they recommend that you go ahead and file an official kind of letter? Um, again, we aren't legal representatives. We can't speak to that. But I, I think in this case where she's ghosted you and telling other people that it's, it's the husband's baby, um, I recommend that you talk to an attorney first. All right. Chelsea's email. What do, you, what do you have to say about Chelsea's email? Or Chelsea says, are you, am I reading it? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. Nerds, I started dating my best friend when we were both in our early 20s. At the time, we were both pretty quiet and introverted, which worked out. A couple years into the relationship, and my partner went to therapy and found a lot of his confidence through dealing with his various issues. This left him with more confidence and bravado, which is great. Thing is, though, he now has a new job, new set of friends. Everything is changing. In a lot of ways, this is exciting, but I also feel like the guy I fell in love with is kind of gone now. We were at a July 4th barbecue, and I had to use the washroom. When I was in there, I overheard a friend telling my boyfriend that they think he should leave me and that he could, quote, do better, unquote. I was hoping that he'd say something like, no, of course I wouldn't, or something, but he laughed and said, oh, yeah, totally. Ever since this, ever since then, he's been distant and cold. I'm frankly worried that he's seriously considering this. Should I bring it up with him? Should I maybe plan an exit from the relationship myself? I feel like this may be just an uphill battle and never win. Please help. Chelsea, it's time to address this. People change. Uh, that's just the nature of relationships. Sometimes people change together and they um, can appreciate each other's differences and you appreciate watching them grow and change. Sometimes people grow and they go opposite directions. And I mean, what he said to his friends, uh, when they said he could do better, yeah, it would have been nice if he had said, hey, that's my girlfriend, that's not appropriate. Or he probably must have, he might have been blowing them off and not causing an issue by just going, oh, yeah, totally, whatever kind of thing. So um, either way, the fact that he's distant and cold now um, and you're worried that he's considering ending it, maybe he should be worried that you're seriously considering ending it. You know, think of it that way. You he shouldn't you shouldn't be the only one worried. He should be worried. Uh, so should you plan exit from the relationship? Maybe do a little more than plan. Because it seems like um, you know, this is an uphill battle that you'll never win. I, I'm guessing that means that if you stay in the relationship, you feel like it might not get better. Um, I would maybe tend to agree with that. It sounds like you guys have changed, and that's neither person's fault. But the fact that he's distant and cold, and I don't know if maybe you guys had an argument about it later, back from this barbecue. But yeah, I think you should bring it up with him and say, hey, so I was around the corner and I heard you say, you know, when your friend said that, that you could do better first, that's hurtful. And I know that that's your friend saying, not you, but that you said, yeah, totally. And that hurt my feelings. And I think that's just a real blunt way to put it because you're stating what the issue is. You're saying how it made you feel. And then you take it from there. And again, he's distant and cold. Do you want to be in a relationship that where your person's distant and cold? And again, people change, but sometimes it's not always in the same direction. Uh, what do you think? Mm. Yeah, I would just... Uh... <sighs> I mean, I would leave him. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> the f for me, what really breaks it is the fact that he didn't defend you with his friends there. Like, Okay, now let's be realistic. So if you're with your guy friends... 
And let's say you're in a group and you don't think your girlfriend's around. I'm not talking about you specifically, just in general. Because I don't want to get you in trouble. But if you if you had a friend say, hey, I don't think you should be with her. Would the guy thing be to say, oh, you are offending me with what you're saying? Or would you just kind of blow them off to going, oh, yeah, sure, whatever? I or, would just... What would, I would... I mean, I think most men would ignore it or say like no actually things are going pretty good like nobody like it's not a typical thing amongst guys at least as far as i can tell maybe who knows maybe mm-hmm. i live in a bubble but you know it's not a very common thing to go oh yeah totally like no especially when it's something that's such a personal attack like that mm-hmm. um like that it doesn't matter you know well really i mean arguably he should be defending his girlfriend no matter what but i think not defending her particularly in the case where this is a personal attack on her appearance and he he could have easily and he if he didn't want to address it he could have just ignored it like if somebody says something like that and you don't want to address it you always have the option to just ignore it and that's what a lot of people would do to just say, oh, okay, buddy, and walk off or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to say anything. You don't have to agree. You disagree. You can just go, I'm walking away from this conversation. Uh, it can, you know, if you didn't want to actually, you know, or if he didn't want to actually defend it. Uh, I don't know. The fact that he didn't stick up for her and say something says, and pairing that with the fact that he's not, he's being very distant and cold says to me that, he actually agrees with this, that statement, because, you know, after that, you say that he's cold and distant. Well, if he actually didn't mean it, then he wouldn't be cold and distant afterwards. He things would or be, could be they met someone else, too. Yeah. And that's possible, possibly like, too. Yeah. I just think either way, this guy is not being very considerate. I, I if anything, if, if you want to try to salvage it, I would just go up to him and say, like, hey, you know, call it, call it like you see it, you know, tell them I heard what you said to your friends and now you're being cold and distant. I'm, you know, put able to put two and two together. Is this over? Something like that. Right. Be very direct with them and uh, see what he says. I think you might get uh, an answer, but that's even if you want one. I mean, I feel like you, you already kind of know. And I, even I'm suspecting the same, even just from the email that this is over. Um, if you want some closure and want some finality to it, you can always ask them, but I mean, I think you sort of ha- know enough here that you could walk away too if you really just thought that would be the best course of uh, option there. I think also too the the fact that he's gone to therapy and sometimes when one person goes to therapy, things change. And again, sometimes that's in a way that it's just better for the relationship to end. But another option is to go to a couple's therapist, and the two mm-hmm. of you can talk about this. Uh, because it sounds like he's already comfortable with going to therapy. Uh, sometimes therapy um, therapists will see a couple if they've seen the individual person and they'll see the couple for a session or two. I tend to not do that because it just gets kind of murky. Uh, but that's another option is to, to see someone together and to talk about this. And I mean, that's a really painful thing that he said. And I'm, I'm really sorry that happened. And, and, you know, we really don't know if he's met somebody. Um, I'm hoping uh, for your sake that he hasn't. But I, you know, when you say you worry about they seriously considering um, to leave you, again, my feeling is that he should be, he should be worried about you leaving him. Um, so turn that around that 
Yeah. This should be a thing that I wouldn't really put a lot of weight into worrying about him leaving. Because either way, you guys are going to be fine. Um, but yeah, sometimes people change. And, and I mean, it's not therapy's fault. Um, it's just that, and I don't hear you saying that anyway. I'm just saying that when one person goes to therapy, sometimes the dynamic of a relationship changes. Well, and sometimes it's, it's that people have gone to a part where it's just they're going different paths. Go ahead. And the thing is, too, is we can always treat confidence like it's a positive, but sometimes people get confident and then they get really cocky and really... Kind of goes the other way. Yeah. yeah. Confidence isn't always a positive. I mean, and it sounds to me like this person got positive and maybe it sort of has made him a little cocky and maybe a little too self-assured. Uh, there is a healthy middle ground of being confident. And I think everybody should be confident to, you know, to a large degree. But at a certain point, you know, if you're you know, so confident that you're, you know, being rude to others and, you know, throwing other people under the bus and not defending others. Like that's, that's at that point where that confidence is, you know, getting a little murky. There's a lot of issues there. So. I got dogs and thunderstorms. Could you hear that? Yeah. That was loud. Yeah. yeah. But that brings us to the end of the podcast. Right? There we go. A thundering close. There we go. It was that good this week. Yeah, there was a lot of, you know, I always think it's a good episode if we don't always agree. Because if we agree, then that means mm-hmm. that the answer was obvious. If we don't agree, then that means it was, yeah, there, there was there was some interesting, there were some aspects to think of. So, And I think we're role modeling, too, that you can disagree but still be friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, uh, if you uh, like this podcast, please rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever your podcast service is of choice. Um, also, as well, um, you know, also check out stephaniestarkus.com. Uh, and the gaslighting book. Yeah. You can also check me out over on Twitter if you want. Film Critic Kurt. Uh, oftentimes just post some random stuff and you know what i got a lot of people saying i like what you post so you know what check that out you're also on twitter too yeah i am at stephanie sarkis and instagram at sarkis phd so people want to check you out on twitter i think we both honestly have some pretty good quality content uh why thank you i appreciate that probably the two best accounts on twitter to be honest so wow yep wow thank you very much twitter itself and even better (gasps) definitely better than trump that's for sure his his... well you know that's far low (laughs) there's a lot of accounts that are better than trump's but anyways um... i don't know i don't know that sounds much that we're better than trump okay (laughs) but (laughs) i'm not i'm not sure how difficult that that is (laughs) but if you say we're better than all of twitter that's yeah, something. I would, I would agree. You should check us up both out there if you want. Um, yeah, and uh, I think that's it. We'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.